All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Nothing yet. Who are you texting? Um, Jumbo and Patty, Patty Marlowe, and we'll see. Jumbo said he tried like like heck last year, but he couldn't get any traction. But you never know this year. We'll you see. Never know. I feel good. I feel like I still have a couple more years left in me. Even if it's for their uh, AHL team, the Barracuda, I would I would take that deal. Get called up every once in a while. So Jumbo's gonna you know talk to Doug for me and see how it goes. It seems like a lot of fans tweet at you that they want you to play just especially for the Vegas Knights games because those are really chippy. You got Reeves out there. They could use you in those games for sure. I would love I would love to get back into hockey. We'll see. We'll see. I I, I have talked to my agent, so we'll see what happens. I don't know. Maybe there's a surprise signing later on in the podcast. Maybe we'll get a call from some GMs today while we're on the show. What a dream that would be. Oh, my word. That would be <laughs> unbelievable. Patch them through. That'd be actually pretty exciting. I was watching the Hard Knocks, NFL Hard Knocks, watching GMs cut players and, yeah. and things like that. It's so interesting. It would be interesting to listen in on a GM calling a player that they would like to sign. I've had those conversations before. Uh, not obviously, but yeah, a couple times where they try to pitch you a city and we, you should come and play here and everything. So it would be cool to get a GM to call in. We should even do it if there's a lull. Pretend like I'll be the GM and you can be the player and then we'll just role play. A little bit of role play. There you go. Yes. That'd be so fun. But then there's the whole issue with you being a Nazi. So oh, I don't know how that would play. How far into the show are we, Larry? I knew he was going to bring it up at some point. Some backstory. Not everyone listens to the podcast. Tim is a Nazi sympathizer. I am not a Nazi sympathizer. But anyway, so welcome to the show. We, we're going to try to keep it easy breezy. We don't really have a format just because July 1st can be hit or miss. It can be um, tons of signings or like the last few years just trickle in one or two every hour so it could just be a lot of me just staring into the camera and just not saying anything or it's it's impossible to predict too it's totally impossible i know i've been through it gosh i was always um a free agent it seems like every year and it's so nerve-wracking you never know what's going to happen you can sign at 1201 or you can sign five days six days three weeks later so it's always an unknown but it's fun let me ask you, if, if you're for the players in the league who aren't free agents, they're you know under contract, whatever, how much attention are they paying today? Oh, massive. They're still watching this? Oh, for sure. This is the biggest day for an NHL player, by far. You're trying to see which direction your team's going in. If, if you're a bottom 
six guy, like I always was, you're trying to see if they're signing people to take your job. So you're sitting there watching, okay, who are they signing? Oh, that guy could potentially take my job. Okay, what's happening? But if you're a top guy, you're trying to see who they're adding to the team to make that push for the playoffs or to be a contender or to take that next step because literally the next 24 hours will affect the next eight months of the season. Yeah. Like this is the biggest day of the hockey hockey season. There's no other day draft doesn't affect it. This one day will affect the rest of the year bar none more than the trade deadline, more than anything else. This is the day where GMs put their stamp on a team especially a new GM going into a new situation like a Ken Holland or a Stevie Y mm-hmm. or a few other ones. They are trying to put their stamp on their teams and they're either going to make a splash or just try to wade in and not make a huge mistake that will affect them and handcuff them for years and years to come because there will be GMs. They do it every year. That'll reach and make a signing. And it's just like, whoa, you look back in two or three, like a luch each. You look back, it's like, whoa, did he really ruin that team for years to come? Yeah, but don't you have to overpay on these dates? Because otherwise you don't get them. Because someone's going to. Someone will pay these players. Yeah. It's going to happen. You just have to be smart. And the smart GMs can navigate through the weeds and the and the minefields and pick players that will mature with their deal and still produce. So you don't end up with a guy like Lucic or a guy like Marlo who you had to just buy out because those contracts are littered throughout the NHL. You just look around. Every few teams, every third team has a bad contract that they've either bought out or they traded away and they're still carrying that salary cap. It's just every year there's at least three or four or five guys who just, ugh, terrible contracts. The Bruins have one with Bacchus. I'd love to see him dump that contract. There, that's a great one. They'll never be able to dump him. No. Ever, ever, ever. And they can't buy him out because they won't gain much salary cap It, it wouldn't relief. be worth it. Because he can still contribute at some level. It's not worth saving a, a hundred grand or basically. It's, it's they will not get out from under his contract. And he still has two years left on that deal. I think. At least. Yeah. So at least, yeah. The Leafs got out of Patty Marlowe. That was the biggest move, I think, for them in the last few weeks because now that gave them a little bit of flexibility either push that money towards Murner or you know go out and sign somebody they just heard they're signing Spezza so that's a big pickup for them but yeah the bad contracts are the ones you want to look out for and it's it, it'll be fun to see when they come down it's like okay that'll be good that'll be good that'll be good that'll be good boom bad one all right we got a question already I have oh Tim or Larry we got a couple of questions already yeah yeah right. let's, let's let them in Hey, John, who do you think the Habs are targeting? Interesting. The Habs, ideally, they would go after Duchesne to try to get a good, good centerman to play with some of those guys. But I don't think Duchesne's going to Nashville. So they're in a tricky spot where they have a lot of good, good young forwards. They have a decent amount of salary cap, I think. I've heard um, there's a rumor of them making an offer sheet on Marner, which I would love. I don't see it happening. I really don't. Hold on. I made a smoke ton of uh, notes here. Uh, let's see. So they have about 10 schmill in cap space. And like I said, they have a lot of good young forwards who are signed to team-friendly deals. But they're also going to – I think Domi's up in a year or two, so they want to save some money for him. But ideally, they get a uh, puck-moving D-man. They don't really have yeah. too many of those. They they have meat. Especially a left-handed shot. Especially left. My computer just went dead. What is Well, that? they just traded uh, Shaw, yeah. right? They just traded Shawzy. So they, they had that freed up. I don't know if I like that trade. For who? For Montreal. 
I thought Shaw was productive for them. He produced. He gelled well on the top two lines. He's yeah. good on the power play. He kind of is a do-all forward where he he forechecks. He does the things not a lot of players do where he just, you know, he's a, got a lot of sandpaper to his game. And I don't understand. He wasn't a big deal. I think he was 3.9 a year. Something like that. In that range. And it just didn't make sense. He produces. He, he gets 40 to 50 points a year. And that's exactly what you would expect from a guy making three point five to four million dollars. And I didn't understand that deal really, but I don't know. I, I don't like that trade from Bergerman. I think he has bigger things in mind, hopefully. But yeah, I, I think they, they get a puck moving D man. They potentially get a centerman to try to fill out the centerman corpse, but I don't know. Max Domi can kind of slot as a centerman or a winger. He he did well last year as a centerman, really, but yeah. We'll see how it goes. They're, they'll make some tertiary moves i don't see them making a big big splash because they just don't have the cap space and really there's not many big big forwards who are that enticing other than duchene who is pretty much already locked in with nashville you gotta like that trade for chicago though right getting him back god i did they do this all the time it's bring people back it's just the reunion tour with chicago every single year i think the last four years they just try to try to reboot the Stanley Cup champions from 2015. And they it's just Saad, right? Sharp, Saad, Kruger, Shaw, and a couple other guys. And it just never works out for them. What about John Scott? Oh, they wish, baby. They so, couldn't afford me. Did you play with Shaw when you were in Chicago? I did. I did. What's he like? Any good stories? Um, He's just exactly what you would expect him. He's a nice guy, but just a little bit of a kind of a... Yeah, screw loose. Screw you, screw loose a little bit. But no, nice kid. I I played with him for a year, and then I got traded at the deadline. So good player. It's funny when you see him off the ice, when you see him just walking around, he does not look like a hockey player at all, let alone one who is like a scrapper. I think he asked me to fight in camp, and I was like, what are you doing? Like, what? Really? (laughs) I was like, get out of here, kid. No way. Like, beat it. But no, good player, great guy. I think it's a good pickup by Chicago. Especially, he's only 30 years old, 31 years old. He has a lot of hockey left in him. Yep. So hopefully it works out. I don't know. Chicago will be a interesting team this year. They are saddled with such terrible contracts, but they also have a lot of good young forwards in the system. So we'll see. We'll see, Tim. I they don't do. Know. Do, you think, do you think Crawford's a guy that can take him all the way? If he's healthy? Not anymore. I think Crawford is a great, great goalie, but I think the injuries affected him. And I think... He's not going to be a goalie who will steal you a game anymore. He'll make the saves that he needs to make, but I think his best years are behind him. So do you think this group can do, with some retooling, can do another run, or do you think they need to blow it up? No, I think I think you can't blow it up. It's impossible to blow it up right now. Because of the, the contracts? The contracts are too long with too much term on them, so you're stuck with this core for however long because you can't really package draft picks with them because I th- they don't really have much in the cupboard, but they have good young players. They have the Brinkat, they have that Pirellini, they have, you know, Strom played well last year. So yeah, did. they have the talent there. It's just a matter of getting some defense. And they did make a couple good trades. They got DeHaan. They got that other kid they traded for. Gosh, who was it? They got two D-men in trades this offseason. So they are making moves to help their team, but they just need to get you know, maybe another another good D-man, and they'll be they'll be fine. They'll be a good, good team. Better than last year, which is good. So you talked to Marlo last night. Did he give you any insight to what he's thinking today? I asked him if he was going to sign with the St. John's Ice Caps. And <laughs> I know that team folded two years ago. 
But he said, only if you're coming, Big John. He, he, he did not give me any insight, but I'll... I'll uh, I'll shoot him a text in a couple of minutes ago to see what's what's happening. Yeah, what's what? I know it's exciting. It's an exciting day because he what he's what forty years old. He never really has been a free agent because he just signed long term deals. The Toronto one was the only time. So who knows? I have a feeling he's going to go home. He wants to be close to his family. San Jose has been his home for fifteen plus years. So. Yeah, I think he'll end up in that area. If not San Jose, L.A., he won't go to L.A. because they're terrible. And then Anaheim is bad, too. So I think San Jose is the logical So no, no chance he goes to somewhere else like that's closer to a cup than San Jose? Well, San Jose like, is close. They've been close for 15 years. and they. Well, I think they've been close the last two years, yeah. arguably. They, they've made really deep runs in the last two years. But I don't know. I, I think, yeah, they'll, he'll go there. Larry, any questions? Any yeah, signings? Same note. Jamie Ainstie wants to know uh, who's the new captain in San Jose. Then, now that Pavs is gone, yep. I think you got to give it to Bernsey. Interesting. Yeah, you have to. Not Logan. Not Cooch. I think you give it to Bernsey. You give Logan an A, and you just kind of run from there. I think Bernsey signed for a long ticket. So is Cooch, though. I think Bernsey has more of a a hold of the, the locker room as well. Yeah, I mean, you would know. He's You've a little bit there. more, I, I don't want to say respected, but he just has a bigger presence in the locker room than Cooch does. Cooch is kind of quiet. Everyone's saying Logan. What do you think about that? I think that would be a great pick, too. <clears throat> it, it's, it's a 1-1A one one pick there. Where, do you think either of them would be upset about not getting it? No, I don't think so. I think they're both they're both pros. They've been around. It's It's not... I don't think it's a popularity contest in that locker room. At least it wasn't when I was there when they were trying to figure out who to be captain, Jumbo or Pavs. Yeah. Everybody was totally professional about it. Nobody has a big ego in that room. So we have our first uh, official signing now coming in. Timo Meyer, is that how you say it? Yep. With the Sharks. Four years at $6 million per. Wow. Yeah. Big deal for him. Holy moly. That's going to affect LeBanc and all those other guys. Crazy. Good player. Yeah. He's he was player. You he, had to pay him. He was restricted. My my signings aren't coming up. Dang it, you guys! But anyways, good good uh good signing for them. I like it. They're totally their pushes the next three years. This that's their window. Yeah, and it's great that you've been saying that for fifteen years. It means the GM is doing a great job. But Burns's prime is three years prior to three years from now. That's so what his is he, prime. Thirty four. I think he's thirty two, thirty three. Okay. But he is going to start declining pretty quickly. Same with Vlasic. I hate to say Pavs. He will be declining in the next year or two. But that, you know, it is what it is. He's 35. He's gone, anyway. He's gone anyways. But yeah, Jumbo. Listen, this is the time. Jones, he's older. Their core, the big top guys right now, this is the next two years is for them to try to make a push for the for the cup. So we'll see. I don't know. I, I, gosh, their goaltending situation scares me. It really does. They're stuck with him though, right? What choice you do they can't have? move him. It is what it is. He's a great goalie, but he just hasn't proven himself to be a Stanley Cup caliber goalie. I don't know, especially the last year. He was just so bad last year. I don't know. I don't know. Larry, what do you More think? News breaking in. Uh, I'm going to get this name wrong. Uh, Kincaid. Keith Kincaid, the goalie. Yep, went to has one year, 1.25. It's a good care. backup for Price. Yeah, I don't care about that. Yes. <laughs> okay. The latest for Panera, nothing official yet, that he's going to go to the Rangers, which is what I said all along. 
And the Rangers traded away Jimmy Vc today. Did you see, did you see that? No. Where yeah. did he go? Buffalo. Really? Yeah, I think we got um, some more information on that. We got we have um, Vc to Buffalo, which I think is where he originally was drafted and ended up not reporting there. Yeah, we got up on the screen here. Vc for, for a third round pick, pretty good deal. That's a great deal. Yeah, I like this. <laughs> I would have liked to see him on the Bruins, but he's a little small anyway. Uh, we need Bruins need some size. Buffalo's making some sneaky, sneaky good pickups this offseason. I like that. Did you see, by the way, over the draft, one of the kids made a comment of growing up watching Jack Eichel play. How old does that make you feel? Well, how old is this kid? 11 or 12? Yeah, because 18. Jack Eichel's only been playing for two years or three years. It's, he was in McDavid's class, so this would probably be his fourth. Yeah, that's... Okay. But he was also big in the beanpot, too, so people knew him in college. Asciari, is that his name from Boston? Achari. He, he just signed 1.67 in Florida. That's a good deal. Yeah, it's too bad to see him go, but... It's I'm right. so happy to see the Bruins just totally fall apart. Oh, stop it. Oh, it makes me so happy. Johansson's going to be gone. You think so? Yeah. Yeah, the report came out last night that he's talking to like five teams and the Bruins aren't one of them. Well, the, I would put all my eggs in his basket if I was the Bruins. Try he's, to keep him around. Yeah, he's going to get paid, though. He's going to get paid. This is his chance. He's 28. This is his big payday. He had a great playoffs. I guess so. Curtis it's, Lazar with Buffalo. Pittsburgh signed Brandon Tenev to a six-year contract. Do you know him at all? I know of him. I don't know him personally. So Pittsburgh's got him? Yep. We got another one here, too. The Minnesota Wild signed Zuccarello. Oh, my gosh. Five years, $30 million, six per. I don't know why Zooks would go to Minnesota. I I really don't. And I don't know why... He, they want him. I mean, like he's a good player, but they have they have a lot of guys like him already. That GM is is it's so bizarre the moves that he has made. He, I I, I don't like to talk bad about people, but he has he's arguably ruined the Minnesota Wild for years to come with the, with the signings he'd made, with the recent trades he's made, and then he was in on the Kessel sweepstakes, which he had a deal in place for Kessel. And Kessel turned it down, rightfully so, because Minnesota is just, it's just a, it's a garbage fire disguised as a decent hockey team because they have a lot of bad contracts and they have good players on that team. They do. But they'll never compete. And as a GM, I feel like if you're not in position to win the cup, what are you doing? What are you doing? Minnesota will not win the cup next year. No. They don't have the talent to win the cup. So what are you doing? You signed Zuccarello, who was a great player. He will help you win games, but you're not going to win the cup. So yes, it's easy for us to say, okay, if you're not a serious contender, be at the bottom, get a high draft pick, right? But there's the business side of things, too. They need to sell tickets. They need to make money. I know, but I, I just feel like in that in that hockey environment, the fans are smart. They know what's happening. And listen, you you got Parise, you got Suter, you have Koivu locked up. You have all these contracts that are not great deals. Mm-hmm. Dubnik isn't getting any younger. It's just they have a good team, but not, I guess, it it is a top five Western Conference team. That's my opinion of Minnesota. Top six. It's up there. If everything's going perfectly. But uh, Zucks, he was such a perfect fit in Dallas. I know they couldn't keep him because of the Pavelski deal but man he is such a good player I skated him when I with him when I was with the Rangers 
and he was so, so good. Yeah, he's so the, crafty. The vision, and he even has that sandpaper to his game. Like, he's not afraid to get in people's faces and to kind of stir it up a little bit. And he chirps, he talks, he does all the stuff you love a player to do. And he's really good in the locker room. Like, the fans love him, the players love him, and he's just got silky, silky smooth hands. He's just one of those players who has the patience. I don't I don't know how to explain. You watch him on the ice, and he has the puck, and he's not. He's just so calm with it. Yeah. Whereas I'm just like, hot potato, get it off my stick. And so are 80% of the guys when you get in certain situations. But Zook's just, the game slows down for him. It's easy, and Minnesota's getting a great player. I just don't know what the GM is doing. Where is he from? Is he from... Zook's from Norway. Norway, yeah. That's what I thought. He's like the king of Norway, basically. Yeah. No, he's probably the best player to come out of Norway. He's a big I, deal out there. I think there. that highlight was him scoring against me. But you never know. But yeah, Minnesota, good signing. But it just like... It's just putting a rose on a turd. Like, he'll be a good player. He'll make players around him better. But I just... And then especially with the, the Zook... The Zucker thing. Do you know what's happening with Zucker? Jason Zucker with them? Their GM has yeah. been desperately trying to trade him. I don't know why. Obviously, something's going on in the room with him. Did you see his wife commented on it, too? No. What did she say? So the GM made a statement. They're like, we're not actively shopping him, but I'm trying to... The right move came along. I'm trying to get rid of him, basically. And his wife was like, oh, yeah, I'm not actively trying to, you know... Divorce my husband, but if another guy came along, I'm like, she's just mocking him. That's she's obviously frustrated by the situation. Well, I don't understand what they're going for. They were trying to get younger, trying to get faster to compete with the speed. So that I get why they traded Coyle. He's a bigger forward. Got Donato. Yeah. You know, arguably the trade worked out better for the Bruins at this point. Donato's so younger, has a little more speed. Yep. They traded Granlund, got Fiala. Kind of a lateral move there. Fiala is a little bit cheaper on a contract and same type of speed player. But then they try to get Kessel, who is a not a great skater. Right? Yeah. So we'll see. Zook fits in with their new system with the, you know, speed, skill. Let's get the puck moving. We're going north-south, not east-west. So we'll see how it works out for them. Hopefully, I would love to see Minnesota have a winning team, but I just don't see it happening. They have another trade, or another signing today. Just come in. They signed Ryan Hartman. Two years, $3.8 million. Yeah, so he's, what's that, 1.9 a year? He's a good third, fourth line guy, right? Yeah, but it's just like, they're, they, they're here. None of their players are bad. None of their players are great. Yeah. They're all just right there. Like I said, they have a mid, they have a good team. Yeah. They have a good, good team. But who's their best player now? Who's their best player? On Minnesota. Parise? Probably Parise? Yeah. But he's... he's Where would you put him in the league? Top 30? No. He had a good year last year, though. He had a bounce back. But he's still... He's pushing 32, 33. I know. I used to love him as a player when I came into the league. He was one of those guys where... He does not stop trying ever, 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 ever. Where you think you have him in the corner, you're, you're kind of coming out of the puck, coming out of the corner with the puck, and then, boom, he's already on you. I'm like, whoa, where most guys would kind of give up and change or give up on the play and just wait for someone else to come in. He is such a tenacious player, great around the net, great in the corners, but yes. And he had that big year back in, uh, in 08, 09, yeah. 10 years ago now, which is crazy. Uh, 45 goals, 94 points. Yes. And he hasn't touched anything close to that since. But last year he had 28 goals. Very respectable. Very respectable for a player points. who should be making $5 million. Yeah. 
not someone who's making $10 million. Right. Remember that one year they had him and Suter. They signed the two biggest free agents. $98.5 million for 10 years, both of yeah. them. Not a, bad, not a bad deal for those two. I love when players get bad contracts because everyone's always like, oh, it's a bad deal. It's a bust. I always told people, I would love to be on that list. Yeah, Give right. me a bad deal any day of the week. I'll take, I'll take all the, the shame and the hits. Oh, I would love it. So what? we have another big signing to announce. Panarin to the Rangers is official. Man. 81.5. He is still a young player. What is he, 27? A little older. Because he remember he came into the league at is he twenty seven? He's twenty seven. Sorry, yeah. Tim, I was right. You're right. Um so I don't mind this. His prime is still in front of him. He's one of those guys who he doesn't take a lot of hits. He has a lot of miles left on that body because he's just plays such a silky skill game where he could probably play into his thirty three, thirty four and still be really, really productive. He's like a Patrick Kane. Yeah. Where he just doesn't take a lot of contact. You think you have him lined up, then he's gone. Like a Datsuk or something. So I don't mind this deal. The Rangers, oh my that the whole state of New York is looking pretty good. Yeah, they like, are. That's pretty cool. The Devils, the Rangers, the Islanders, and even the little known team in New York, Western New York, Buffalo Sabres. Buffalo Sabres. I don't know. I like I like the signing. I really do. Yeah. I I, I like it too. I think it's a good fit. It's a good match. We'll see what he does there. Yeah, I think, well, he's obviously going to do good. He's, I think in the last two years, five on five goals, he's third behind McDavid and Kane. So he's obviously, right? yeah. he's an, the, arguably one of the best players in the league. He plays wing or center. He's just such a good, good, good player. So good signing by the Rangers. Not every day you get a first line stud come on the market. 11.6. That's not that much. No, you're right. 11.642. Good math. Engineering. If anybody needs a mechanical engineer, call me up. I'll be your consultant and I'll help you. Look at, we got graphics on the table. Unbelievable. I mean, on the screen here, I tell oh, you yeah. what, dropping the gloves with John Scott has turned the corner from a mom and pop shop into a legit C-rate podcast. <laughs> We're sophisticated now. We, uh, we have the boards here for sound, not here. Just here. But still, we're, we're actually coming into our own. Speaking of John, yeah. what's the deal with the shirt? Is there a story there? Are you feeling tropical? I just feel like it's a very fun day. And my wife bought it for me for Father's Day. And I was trying to dress it up a little bit. I wish you told me. I would have worn something like that, too. Maybe you could have combed your hair. I did on, comb my hair. We're on live TV. He did comb that little piece coming out of his hat, everybody. That is not an accident, by the way. That is planned. No, it's not. Oh, yeah. It's planned. But anyways, okay. <laughs> Let's talk. Any any questions, Larry? Larry Dizzle? Oh, tons. Let's see. Wow. <laughs> Larry, you're keeping me on my toes. Uh, who do you want to play you in a movie? I thought we were gonna have free agency questions. Okay, um, let's see. I would obviously like Liv Shriver just because he kind of looks like me similarly, but he was in Goon, so I don't think that's a good pick. The 
the one actor, there's a couple actors sniffing around the role right now. It's um, Hugh Jackman is interested. He'd be good. And then Will Arnett said he would like to do it. So he's a Canadian. He's a tall guy. I think he's a little skinny, though, isn't he? No, I think he's got my body type perfectly. Really? I'm skinny. No, you're not. I've been losing weight because I've been training for this Ironman. No, you haven't. Yes. You've been losing weight anyway. I lost four pounds this week. From Legit. What? Huh? How? Swimming. All right. And I haven't playing in the running. water with your daughters. No, I went on two legit swims yesterday of a thousand meters each. Nice. Yes. How do you know. feel? Not good, but I'm doing it. At least I'm doing it. So you got to continue to. The first swim was discouraging. The second swim was discouraging because you have to do it. Someone told me I have an hour and 10 minutes to get out of the water. For those of you who don't know, I'm, I'm training for a half Ironman. So you have an hour and 10 minutes to, to complete the swim. And it's a mile and mile and a quarter probably anyway so i don't know how many meters that works out to be but it's around seven thousand feet eight thousand feet so i need to do a thousand feet in roughly eight minutes and i'm doing them those two thousand feet sorry i swam a thousand feet i did in six minutes there you go so if i can do six six then do the next two in seven eight then i have some time but some wiggle room it's tiring. Someone it's told me painful. that you're not supposed to use your legs when you're swimming in a Ironman. That was Iron me. Man. I told you that. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. Someone told me this about you. So is that true? Yeah, because I, you use your legs for the run and bike. You got to conserve it. And the only time you use your arms is for the swim. So you really got to kind of... Uh, Spezza to the Leafs. 700 grand. Official. What do you think? Great signing. Love the signing. Great signing. Spezza's going home. Don't love it as a Bruins fan, but great signing Listen, for them. The Bruins are going to be a borderline playoff team this year. You need to let it go. Stop. They're still in the market for Bobrovsky. <laughs> so it's trying to get under my skin. It's not going to work. Pull the plug, man. It's not they their championship window. The door has closed. Hey, John, do you want a beer? No, thank you. It's still early. It's 1230. OK, I do feel like I'm in Margaritaville, though. Hey, if you like pina coladas. Are getting caught in the rain. So, do you think we hear any Marlowe news today? If you like waking up at midnight, what's that? You think we hear any Marlowe news today, or is that kind of is he going to like watch to see how everything unfolds? Let me text him right now. Do it. I'm going to say, "Are you going to sign today?" Want to loop me in on that too? No. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'll text him, and I'll text Jumbo. Let me know. When we have a deal. Any other good questions, Larry? Sure do. Is this riveting podcast? Oh, hold uh, on. We got another, another big announcement. John Scott, what did I sign with? Duchenne. Official with the Predators. $28 yeah. million, um, in signing bonus. So year by year total, 10, 8, 10, 8, 9, 6, 5. So what's that average, Jen? How many, how many years? Seven years. Seven years for what? Probably $8 million a year? So 50, 56, probably? Yeah, something like that. That makes Panarin's deal look like a steal. If you're giving Duchesne eight mil a year and Panarin's only making eleven six, Panarin is such a better player than Duchesne is. And I feel like Panarin produces when crunch time is on. If you look at Duchesne, he's an unbelievable player, but I feel like he puts up points when they don't really matter. He's a guy who'll if it's three three to one, he's gonna bury two goals. <laughs> But if it's 1-1 or you're down by one in the last minute of the game, he doesn't really produce as well as Panarin does. I think that's a good signing 
Nashville needs scoring. Obviously, they had a, a huge issue with it last year. That was their guy entering free agency. They dumped PK for Duchesne. So we'll see how it works. Nashville, I think their window is closed as well. Closed officially? I think it's closed. I wish we had um, a sound graphic for a door slamming <laughs> shut. Why? I do Because I would press the button. I would say... No. Why do you think it's closed? Boston Bruins. Nashville. And then you could have like a door squeaking open. Like, oh, they're getting there. And then you could have one with like wind because the door's wide open. There's championship windows open. I, I go between window and door. Okay. Depending on how I feel. But I feel like Nashville's is closed because they have two good two good players. Now they have three good scores. Duchesne. Gosh, who are the other two guys? Ardvidsson and... Forsberg. Um, Forsberg. But then who do they have after that? They don't have depth like other teams do. And when you get into the playoffs, like they saw this last playoff round, you need your third and fourth line guys to produce. Just like the St. Louis Blues, the Bruins had it. Yep. Their fourth line carried them for a long time. If you don't have that, you're not going anywhere. Nashville had it when they made the run a few years back. Their fourth and third line were on fire. But they just haven't had that the last few years. So I... I Closed. That's my door closing. I don't know. I, I can't see how you can say they just added a top free agent. Renee is still healthy, and you can say their window's closed. I just did. All right. I think it's closed. John I Scott think, called it. Yeah, they're not going to win the cup. I don't see it. Oh, my no. gosh. Patty said he's signing back with the Leafs. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, I did get a text. It's from my wife. They're listening in the car live from Traverse City. Nice. Hello, girls. Daddy loves all of you. If you have any... Info, let me know. Text all your friends, girls, and mom. Get some go text the wives. See what's happening. Larry questions? Yeah, sure. So Mike Hayes, if you were Steve Eisenman, what would your plan be for the wings? Interesting question. Detroit is in a weird situation where they they have a lot of good young forwards. They have FNCU. Larkin, Bertuzzi, Mantha. Is that how you say it? Athanasio. Athanasio. Whatever. Athanasio. Whatever. I'll see you, see you later. But they have a lot of good young forwards. They have a horrid defense. Yeah. They are just awful. And Stevie Y is handcuffed with all these bad contracts because the GM prior, Ken Holland, who's now in Edmonton, he signed a lot of these deals where you have guys like Green... And Erickson, who are loaded for the next two years, where hold on, I wrote it down. Guys coming off the books. This is this is what I think Detroit should do. Nothing. Stand pat, wait two years, and then make your push because you're not going to win next year, and you're not going to win the year after because you're handcuffed with all these bad contracts. You have Green, Trevor Daly, and Erickson, all bad contracts. And what I what I mean by Cromwell. bad is they are. Oh, hold on. Patrick Marlowe. Hold on. I'll, I'll get to that text next. Um, should I? I'll wait. No, oh. finish, finish your thought. Patrick Marlowe just texted me. Okay, Isn't that it. cool? That's kind of cool. I feel like deal. I still got the juice in me a little Where bit. Where else are you going to get this entertainment? It's unbelievable. But you have these contracts that are overpaid and they come off the books in the next one to two years. So Detroit's going to free up $23 million in the next two years and then you make a push. You don't sign people now and waste two years 
and you just get nothing with it. So if if I am Stevie, if if a good, you know, young player, which they don't come along, but you know, a good veteran who can kind of work with you for the next two years on a, on a cheap deal, sign him for one or two years. That's about it. I, I don't see the wings making a huge long-term commitment to anybody just because of the guys they have on the books and the guys who are going to come off the books in two years. Might it be hard for a new GM to come in and basically have that patience though? And say like, okay, here's our plan. We're not doing anything. I feel like he has that luxury just because he's Stevie Y. Yeah. Just because what he did yeah. with Tampa Bay, they are going to give him a lot of rope to work with. If, yeah. if it was somebody else, you do feel that pressure, but Stevie, he did it in Tampa Bay. He turned that team around. They're, they're going to give him five, six, seven years to turn this team around. And they're, they're not in a bad spot. They have good young prospects in their minor league system. They have a good young group of forwards. Mm -hmm. Like Larkin is a great player. He's one of those players who no one hears about because Detroit has been so bad the last four or five years, but he's, he's a good young centerman. Yeah, he is. So if I'm Stevie, I don't do too much. Maybe, you know, get some complimentary pieces, try to help with the team for the next two years. But, and they just signed Philpula. That's for how long? Do you know how long he signed for? Two years. Oh my goodness. I feel like I'm a GM. He signed for two years. I just said, sign guys for one to two years. There you go. Bridge the gap. Don't lose that 23, $24 million you're getting off the books in two years to guys sign that you're making a mistake on now. So Stevie Y, good signing. Field pull up will help out the power play, help out those top forwards. You know, he's a good player. So that's what I would do if I was a Detroit GM. Nothing except for, you know, complimentary pieces here and there. What would you do if you were a friend of Patrick Marlowe? I would text him and say, what are you doing? Oh, Patty, come on. Give me something, Patty. What do you say? Nothing. He sent me an emoji of a smiling man crying. <laughs> Breaking news. <laughs> I don't think he'll. I don't think he'll sign today. But yeah, what are you gonna do? All well, right. Can he even sign until he gets bought out? I think he has been bought out already. Has he? Yeah, but you can agree to things and yeah. then sign later. It happens all the time, Larry. Any other breaking news? Yeah, so Kyle Hunter wants to know where are the Islanders now with Panarin gone? And Duchesne. And Duchesne. Hold on, let me check my notes here. What was his name? Kyle Hunter? Yeah, well, no. That was the guy <laughs> asking the question, not the player. Let me get my blueprints out of the way here. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think they should focus on Lee. Get their captain back. You can't lose Ander Lee. He's a good, good forward. I know he's 31. I know he wants money, but you need to keep your goals around. They lost Tavares last year. That didn't affect them. I can't see them losing another guy who puts up 20, 30 goals a year and surviving it. It would have been nice to get Panarin to pair with, you know, Barzell or something yeah. like that. But if I'm the Islanders, you need a goalie, Bobrovsky. Yeah. He's been rumored to go there. I think you focus on him. That's your one. And then one A is either trying to sign Lee or getting a winger to play with Barzell. What about making a uh, an offer on Marner? I don't think they'll have enough money if they get Bobrovsky. I don't think I don't think they're going to get Bobrovsky. I think he's going to go to Florida. He's going to Florida? Not official yet, but Well, you got to make a push for him. Yeah. Yeah, Anders Lee is a tough that's a tough loss. I didn't realize 2 years ago he scored 41 goals. He's a good good player. Yeah, who knew? The stats are hidden on the Islanders for some reason because they have yeah. a lot of good players. I think everyone just looked at Tavares and that's the only guy they focused on. But they have a lot of good players. 
And I would focus on signing Lee. If you can't get him, you can't get Bobrovsky, you need to go out and find some wingers to play with Barzell. He is one of those players who you have to put... He he, he just produces... Oh my gosh, Patty Marlowe. Oh, oh my gosh. Okay. This thing, things are, he said he's talking to two or three teams right now. I, I don't want to divulge too much information. There you go. I feel like I'm Bob McKenzie. Happy Canada Day, Bob McKenzie. It's a great day. So what, what are people in Canada doing right now to celebrate? Is it cookout season or people are huddling around their phones on Twitter? What are they they are just logged in on Twitter or watching TSN because it's a, it's a great day in Canada right now. Yeah. It's the biggest day of the year. All right. We got Hathaway signs with the Capitals. Four years, 1.5 a year. I don't even know who Garnett Hathaway is. I don't either. We got another one here, a big one. Uh, Tyler Myers to the Canucks. What what are the terms? I need to know the terms, Tim. Okay. So looks like Come on, Tim. Coming out. <laughs> Sorry, kids. I'm not mad. I'm just teasing. Yeah, I don't know. Deal's not official yet. I but- heard six years for thirty million. That's what I saw before. But that's a good deal for Vancouver. It's a good deal for Mizey. He's going home. He's from Vancouver Island. He wanted to be in Vancouver. There was no secret about it. Dallas signed Corey Perry to a one year one point five million contract. Good deal. It, it's good deal for both team and player. He's still getting money from Anaheim from the buyout. You know. Yeah, it's too bad though. I wanted the Bruins to get him, but okay. The, Stop. That's the door closing on the Bruins. No, yes. the Bruins are done. Let's say. Can we get some people tweeting in to tell Tim to stop talking about the Bruins? I'm tired of it. But well, no, I like what Dallas has done. They got yeah. Pavelski. Not official yet. They got Perry. That one's official. Should I make it official? Oh my gosh. I'm going to text some somebody else. Today. I'm going to text somebody else. I feel like I'm like on the panel. Hold on. All right. In the meantime, Tim, what do you think of Marner being offsheeted? To being what? <laughs> Thoughts on Marner being offsheeted. No, you asked me questions, not Tim. Who's 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 with that? That was from our friends at Gloves Off Hockey who are sponsoring this. Oh, so it's not even a fan Gloves Off Hockey. You asked the big dog. All right, Tim, answer this question. We both Oh. We had another uh unofficial official announcement on Pavelski. Three years, seven million. Three years, twenty one. Yeah, twenty one Schmill in Dallas, right? Yeah. We knew that yesterday. You kind of teased that last week. I teased it. I was texting with him last week trying to get... I I do not like pestering people about contract. I don't want to be a media guy. You know what I mean? Like, hey, give me the scoop. But I also need to do my job a little bit now that I'm a professional podcaster. So it's, it's a gray area, especially... I don't, I don't know. As a player, I hated getting pestered by people. Where are you going to sign? What are you going to do? But, you know... I, I consider people my friends, so it's 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 a weird kind of. That's why I don't like asking people to be on the podcast because I I don't want to overstep my bounds. Did you have any like insiders talking to you on the free agency day when you were free? Agent? Oh yeah, well obviously not me as much because I wasn't a big fish. Like I I didn't have the McKenzies or the Darren Draggers, but I had beat reporters from the teams who I knew were interested. They would send me a text or they get my number somehow like what what are you thinking what are you doing so yeah yeah i was just thinking like is it weird as a professional athlete did you ever get kind of weirded out especially when you're younger that everyone in the world knows exactly how much money you make like, it's strange yeah it is a little strange because you can still look back and see oh he only made 
his first contract was for like five seventy five. I'm like, yeah, still a lot of money. Yeah, don't get me wrong, but yeah, everybody, it's completely transparent. It's very yeah. strange. But they don't know my sponsorship deal that I signed yeah. my $5,000 deal with Reebok. You guys don't know that. There you go. Yeah. Free golf clubs every year. No there big you deal. Go. Nobody knows that. So there's, there's tertiary income. My card signing I would do every couple months for 1000 bucks. You guys don't know that. You nice. don't know that. The money I would make on the plane playing cards. <laughs> you guys don't know that. The memories you made along the way. Can't put a price on that. You can. It was uh, roughly 700 a flight I would win off all the players I played with. Every every flight, I'd come home. I'd say, honey, here you go. I'd hand her a nice envelope of cash because <laughs> I would just take the players to school on the plane. It was nice. Which team? Every team. Really? Every single team. Minnesota, not so much because they played poker. But once I left that team, everybody played normal cards where we played spades or hearts or seven up or seven down. And yeah. It was fun. Do you have a strategy or were you cheating? No, I'm just good at cards and it's fun. And these guys, everybody has a big ego in the NHL. And yep. so they just get caught up. I'm not going to lose again. I won't lose this hand. And they just bet way too much. And next thing you know, Uncle John's coming home with the nice $500 bill in his pocket. Right, Larry? Yeah, I got a fun question. Oh, he's got a fun one. Michael Joseph wants John to try to spell Tim's last name. Wurzberger. Wurzberger. W I R T Z, where it's B U G B U R G E R. No T. Everything else was right, though. <laughs> Take that, Michael Smith. <laughs> Whoever asked that question. Great. Thanks. Spell my last name, Tim. Uh, S M. Oh, don't you know what? You sound like Peter Griffin on that one. <laughs> I'll take uh, when he's doing the Wheel of Fortune. I'll take a Q, a Q. A third Q, um, <laughs> a Batman symbol, and <laughs> it's so funny. It's one of the funniest, like, 30-second clips ever. I haven't seen that one. It, could we get it on? Anybody? Tech people? Eric's on it. It's just, it's called um, Wheel of Fortune. That's we'll funny. Have to come back to it. But we'll, it's we'll, we'll so it incredible. Everybody probably knows about it. It's so funny. But anyway, so... I couple, thought, well, go ahead. A couple of small signings here if you want to get into those. Yeah, yeah, let's get into it. Curtis Lazar with Buffalo for, looks like, league minimum. Do you know him at all? Oh, whoa. Eric's on it. Um, Luke Johnson with the Wild. I don't know him either. I know Lazar. Leagues. He was one of those guys who was just a huge prospect coming out of, of juniors just because of what he did at uh, World Juniors. And there was a lot of hype surrounding him. He just hasn't panned out. He's bounced around from Ottawa. He was out in Calgary. Yep. yep. And now he's to Buffalo. So hopefully he turns it around. It's a good team-friendly deal if he does kind of pull it together. He's got skill. He just does it. His game hasn't translated to the NHL level. So we'll see, you know, what happens. Hopefully it works out. But, yeah, good signing by Buffalo. They're putting a solid team together in Buffalo. They really are. If I was the Buffalo GM, here's where I make a big splash. You got Darlene, you got Scandella, you have some good defensemen, trade Ristolainen. I don't think he's that good of a defenseman. I think it's a lot of smoke and mirrors. They protect him a lot. He logs a lot of minutes. I would trade him. You can put up some decent points, but he's always like a negative 25. Yes, I think somebody would take, he's a right shot D, he's young, he's a workhorse. Doesn't he run their power play? He which is a problem. Yeah. 
if you look at their power play, he struggles with that first pass. Unless it's a wide open pass from him to the winger, he's not going to beat the first guy. He doesn't have a ton of speed. You, I would unload him right now. You could still get a lot of value for him. You could get a decent scoring forward. That's what I would do if I was Buffalo's jam right now. That's the move I'm going to make. So I don't think it will happen because obviously they're not as smart as I am. <laughs> but I, I, you know what? It's funny. I have a funny story about Risto. Um, Daniel, if the kids are there, just change the station. It's not a bad story, but I don't know if I want them to hear it. So I was in the locker room one day and Risto was a rookie. Yeah. And I was, I, I was taping my stick and he come, comes up behind me with his jock and he puts it right in my face. And I was thrown off guard. And so I chase him down. I reach him in the stick room and I go full on WWE wrestler and throw a chokehold on him. And everything's fun in games. And I think, you know, I'm not trying to hurt him until I feel his whole body going limp. And I choked him out. And unconscious? he unconscious <laughs> in the stick room. And he was the first rounder where like the team put all the eggs in Risto's basket. I think he was a top five pick. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I just choked out the Sabres first rounder. He's laying on the floor in the stick room, like choking on his tongue. Like, <laughs> I'm like, holy moly. Like he is, I'm like, I'm, I'm starting to What'd you do? get nervous. I rolled him on his side. So he wasn't choking on his tongue. And he came to like seven seconds later. And then what? Did he smile? Or he-, he woke up and he was like shocked. He was like, whoa, because he was only an 18, 19 year old kid. Yeah. And here I am like this goon choking him out in the <sighs> stick room. So it was uh, it was definitely a very scary situation, but it was also a learning situation for Risto. Yeah. Don't mess with me and respect your elders. Did you get in any trouble for that? I don't think anyone ever found out about it. Not oh, even no. other players because I w- I didn't tell anybody. Yeah. Because I was nervous I was going to be kicked off the team or, you know, reprimanded by the team because that's a big deal. So why did why did he do that? I don't know. I did not even talk to him about it. After the fact, I apologized. I said, "Hey man, sorry. Are you okay? Are you okay? Are you okay?" He's like, "Oh, yeah, I'm good. I'm good." But he was shook. Yeah. His whole face went like completely ashen white and he's like, huh. and like we, we stayed away from each other for a solid <laughs> couple of days after that. Cause yeah. it was just awkward. I'm like, Hey, what's up, Risto? <laughs> Sorry about that whole stick room thing. But now he did not mess with me after that. So, you know, he's, you set that bar and now he knows the line. Don't stick your jock in my face. Don't do it. That is crossing a line with me you're not gonna like what happens no and that goes for everybody in the whole world <laughs> if you stick a used jock in my face i will react not that it really matters but was it before or after a skate like was it fresh and sweaty i don't think it was before a skate but i don't think those get clean regardless you could wear them once and they're still you know jockified yeah so it was not a pleasant a pleasant thing for me to go through so yeah that that is the core. You do that, and this is what happens: cause and effect. Whereas, if he would have put the jock in my ear, I probably wouldn't have choked him out. I probably would have like done something else. But you know, mess with the bull, Larry. Mm-hmm. You know what happens? Get the horns. I got a question from Jacob Pro. He says we were promised some prizes, some prizes, uh, and I think we have some giveaways. We want to try to. Yeah, we got a couple T-shirts away? here. Yeah, I don't know how we're going to give these away. 
We'll just have we'll do a little Twitter contest and then we'll just pick a winner and DM them after everyone after who today. shares this video. How about we'll pick one of one of you guys and we'll send you a shirt. How do you share a video? Anyone who's watching this will share it. I'll I'll see if it's shared and then they'll get a shirt. I don't even know how you share it. You cut and paste the link and put it in your uh Twitter bio? No, they can just basically re- retweet it or share it or however they want to do it. Sharing's an actual term Whoever in social media. Whoever shares it in the coolest way will get a shirt. All right, we'll do one technical thing to try to spread the followers. Then we'll do a fun one. Right. Tweet out some roast to John Scott. No, we got, no. We got three shirts here we can give away. Oh, yeah. we do. There's another one outside the room. So, Look at this. These are nice shirts. I didn't see it. Wow, the logo really pops on this one. It pops. That's a nice color. The hey, mint. where can they find that, John? At um, johnscott.com slash shop. JohnScottAllStar.com slash shop. That's right. JohnScottAllStar.com slash shop. Or just go to JohnScottAllStar.com for all your Father's Day needs. Or Christmas or birthdays. There you go. Whatever you want. Or Mother's Day. Or just because. Or just because. You want a fresh shirt for the summer. They are actually good quality shirts. That was the one thing that was a stipulation with me. I have gotten shirts throughout my career. People love giving people free stuff just because, oh... He gets a lot of interviews. This shirt I paid for. I don't know why, but the shirt underneath it free. So I have a lot of free shirts and the ones I wear are the good quality shirts. And that's why I made sure they're good quality shirts. They're hundred percent cotton made in Canada and they're just good shirts. I don't know if I can uh, back you up on that. They're not made in Canada. They're not made in Canada. Hold on. Let me see where they're made. Made in um, USA. All right. There you go. I don't go to China like all these other companies. I keep my jobs in America. There you go. And in Canada. So the next batch of shirts, all roots, all Canadian. For 2020, my shirts will be made by roots. Do you know what roots is? No. Tim, you're such a communist. Um <laughs> Roots is one of, if not the biggest clothing brand in Canada. They do every Olympics for Canada. So all the Olympic swag that the Canadians wear, all by Roots. Okay. And you have to almost take out a a new house loan if you want to go buy something from Roots because it's so expensive. It's crazy. It's high quality. The highest quality. But it is crazy expensive. Do you have anything from Roots? Um, My mom always buys stuff when she comes over to see me and the girls. So the only root stuff I have is from my mom. I think I have a pair of sweatpants and maybe a shirt, but my, my daughters, my mom has outfitted them with like sweatpants and shirts and little slippers and stuff. Yeah. It's huge. Okay. Breaking news. Nyquist to Columbus. Let's talk about the Columbus blue jackets a little bit. They're an interesting, interesting team because everyone thought, After this year, the GM had mortgaged the future. They traded away all their draft picks to to make a push for the cup. Correct. Yep. But I went and did a little research on Columbus, and they are not in a bad spot. You would think that they would just like trending downward after all the players they acquired at the deadline. But what do you? How much cap space do you think they have? I would guess under ten million. Thirty million dollars. Wow. $29.5 $29.5 million. So why do they have to let all these guys walk? Well, because you can't pay them all. They could. And I don't think the guys wanted to stay there. Panarin didn't want to stay. They offered Panarin $12 million last night. They yeah. last ditch effort to try to sign him. 
they didn't. He didn't want to stay. They offered Bobrovsky. Well, I don't know if they offered Bobrovsky. But there was just a. They were butting heads there. But I don't think anybody wanted to stay there. But they have a lot of cap space. They have arguably the best one-two punch for defensemen in the whole league, and Murray and Jones. They have a solid first line center in um, Dubois. Yeah, like they're a good, good team. They're a good team. They have a young team. I was looking at the roster. I was compared to how old I am. I was like, okay, is there anybody in their eighties? 82, 83, 84, 85, age year. Nobody. Like, they're all young, and they're all decent, decent players. So they got lots of money. They have a deep roster. They will make some moves. And who did you say they just signed, Eric? Nyquist. Nyquist. Good player. Good player. Good second, third line guy. So I, I think it's, uh, you know, a good sign. I, I think Columbus will be relevant for the next five to ten years. And ask me why those guys didn't want to resign in Columbus. Why didn't they want to resign in Columbus? Uh, John Tortorella. He wears on his players, especially skill players. Yeah. Do you think a skill guy like Panarin likes to be yelled at to block shots, to back check, to come back through the middle, pick up the late guy, get down, block a shot? I sound like uh, Schwarzenegger right there. Get down. <laughs> um, no, they don't like to hear that. They like to hear, you know what? Just take it easy in the D zone. Save your energy. When you get the puck, run and gun, baby. You don't want to be being screamed at by your coach to block shots, to do this and that. That's why a lot of skill, skill guys don't like to stay in the Tortorella system. I bet a lot of guys wouldn't, don't want to sign there anymore after you told the stories in your podcast. No, it has nothing to do with me. I don't know. It's People a, listen to that. It's a, you think the NHL players, you think Panarin... Yep. Is listening to dropping. Well, I know he's listening. Yeah. But do you think he's like, you know what? He makes a good point. No, because he already knew. He already yeah. knew. But other guys are like, I don't want to go to Columbus because the way that he butted the heads with Gabrick and Richards and all those guys. And John Scott, all their top skill guys. Yep. There you go. No, I. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm chewing. I'm having a protein bar. I've been exuding a lot of emotion this podcast already. It takes a lot out of me. So Nyquist is four times five and a half. Wow. That's a big deal for him. Yeah. Speaking of, of uh, Anders Lee, the rumors he's looking for $9 million. <laughs> He's probably going to get it. That's probably why the Islanders won't commit to him. That's a lot of money. Those are numbers that are being thrown around this year. It's just crazy. $9 million for Anders Lee would be a good deal for him. Do you know any, anything about Brett Ritchie? What did you, what did you point at, Eric? Well, I can't see it. It's too small. Oh, so Eric has just informed me that he used to make 3.75, but now he wants nine. I think a good range for him would be six and a half to seven. Yeah. That's that's a good deal for the team. Good deal for him. You're still making, imagine making $7 million. Sounds pretty good. But you know what I found? We're going to, we're going to switch here a little bit. It doesn't matter how much you make. It doesn't make you happier. I do a lot of speaking events around the country. And what I tell the kids is you could be at the most swanky party with all kinds of celebrities with Justin Bieber over there and another celebrity over there. I've been around some players who make 10, 11, 12 million dollars. They're still not happy. They're still searching for something. So money doesn't buy you happiness, Tim. It would be nice to have a little bit more of it. Sure would. But happiness. Oh, my boss is listening. Yeah. You just, you know, you just got to be content with what you have. 
Don't always look at the grass as greener. Just be happy with, you know, being right here at Web Canopy Studios. By the way, if your company needs any marketing help, Web Canopy Studios, they've taken the John Scott brand from in the dumps. Now I'm like, I got my own podcast. Through the roof. I got a website. I got a podcast. I got t-shirts. Not bad. So Web Canopy Studio, check them out. If you contact Web Canopy Studio, you can work directly with Tim and Larry. Imagine that, huh? Daily basis. I don't know if that's selling Web Canopy Studio. It's hard to say. Yeah. yeah, it's it's a tough thing to say because Tim don't does does sympathize with oh, certain God. groups. <laughs> and I just you know, and Larry is a good mountain biker. Larry's a great mountain He's biker. He's the second best mountain biker in the room. So let's talk about one of the big trades over the weekend. Okay. Phil Kessel. Oh my boy. Your boy, your I, buddy. Forever linked with Phil. It's yeah. so great. You always will be. I love it. Um, traded to Arizona. There's yes. a little bit of drama associated with that. With uh, Is it Rutherford, the GM? Pittsburgh, yes. Saying that Phil had asked for a deal and then said he didn't want one anymore. And Kessel's like, I don't know what he's talking about. Um, needless to say, he's in Arizona now, reuniting with uh, Tockett. Yep, yeah. Rick Tockett. I feel, well, he always had a good rapport with Tockett when they were in Pittsburgh together. That's when I think Phil was the most comfortable. When Tockett left... That's when Sullivan came in, and he never really saw eye-to-eye with Sullivan. I had Sullivan in New York. He has a very strong personality. He's a lot like Tortorella. Mm-hmm. Not really in front of the camera, but behind the scenes. He is just a very strong personality. He demands a certain type of player, and he demands certain types of things. And Phil, is just he's just not that guy. Like He, he doesn't take instructions well. He is a guy who you just say, throw throw him out there, and you just go, stay on your wing, and just go score goals. And that's what Phil does good. He's not going to finish his check. Right. He's not going to stay on his D-man in the D-zone. He tends to get lost a little bit. He's not a Charlie Hustle in the D-zone. That's just not Phil's style. You got a hilarious tweet over the weekend. So you chirp, Thank you. you. I know. You, you chirped Phil saying, uh, what would you say? The lumberjack. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like, it's not a good time to be a tree in Arizona. Hashtag and lumberjack. That's said with love because I think Phil is a great hockey player on and off the ice. This is why I love Phil Kessel. He doesn't care what anybody says about him. No, does not. He lives his life. He just doesn't care what reporters or fans think of him. He's going bald. He doesn't care. Out of shape. Out of shape. I don't care. Someone tweeted at you saying that you were the only person ever to make Phil skate backwards in his whole <laughs> career. <laughs> I like that tweet. That's a pretty good one. And he was skating backwards really, really fast. Yeah. Because I tried to get him. But yeah, he, I just, and he just, he doesn't hide who he is. He says, I'm going to score you 40 goals. I'm going to be good on the power play. And guess what? I'm not going to play much defense. I didn't do it my first year in the league. I'm sure as heck not going to do it in my 12th or 13th or 14th, whatever year he is in the league. That's just not my game, man. I'm going to give you a little uh, Phil Kessel trivia right now. Ooh. Oh, Uh, Eric, find out how much Phil Kessel weighs. (laughs) And I'm going to give you some Phil Kessel information. Okay. How many times in his career did Phil score 40 goals or more? Oh, boy. 40 goals or more. I would say three. Zero. Zero. He's never scored 40 goals. I thought he scored 40 with Pittsburgh his first year there. Uh, Nope. He scored 33. Let's see. With Pittsburgh, 26, 23, 34, 27. He scored 37 with Toronto once. 
He scored 36 with Boston. Never scored 40 goals. Really? So he's a good 30-goal scorer then. We'll say that. 35. 35-goal scorer. Okay, here's the trivia then. What is Phil Kessel's... There's no way that's accurate. What is his weight? How tall is he? He's almost six feet. He is a generous six feet. Probably probably more five to ten range. Uh, to... 215? I don't know. See, I think in that way, they said 202 pounds. There's no way he's 202. He's got so he's got a little tire around his waist. He's there. got a solid gut on him. I think he's around 215. That, yeah. That's what I would guess, too. But it's a solid. Like, he's he's not a weak person. If you look at his legs, he's got, like, tree trunks for legs. He's He does have decent top-end speed once he gets it going. But, Eric, are we back? Audio's back. back. All right. Sorry about that. We had a little issue with our intern. <laughs> he is he's doing his best, folks. He's just Eric, what school do you go to? He goes to Grand Valley. Arguably one of the most booze filled party schools in Michigan, I've heard. <laughs> so we might not be getting the top talent here at Web Canopy Studios as far as interns. Oh, no, he's great. He's great. He put this whole thing together himself. We're not dipping in the Harvard pool. I'll say that. <laughs> We're dipping in the Grand Valley State pool. Which I don't know. We'll see how he's he's doing all the ground. Would, would you ask Pavelski who he thinks is going to or should be the next captain? Oh, yes. We should write these down. I've had a lot of hits to the head, so I'll forget this stuff. Let's get a list. Let's keep him on the podcast for like a half an hour. Just ruin his day. Yeah. <laughs> John, one more question. One more question. Yeah. He's like, I'm ready. You know what, Joe? I got one more for you. Let's keep it going. But... Oh, my wife just texted me, said it's back. Thanks, honey. Let's get a shout out to Danielle Scott. Love that. Love that gal. Best wife I've ever had. <laughs> um, okay. You found a good one. What's that? You found a good one. I did. Oh, my. Why? How do I have three text messages? Oh, she said the audio was muted. Tell Larry. The old saying before I came here was, dang it, Larry. Come on. <laughs> Get your act together. Uh, I feel like you say that at least once an episode. People want to hear more of me. Uh, this guy must be insane. <laughs> is that your family? Is that a family member? Dad? No. <laughs> Thanks for texting in. All right, I'm going to call Pavs here. Let's see. Let's see how it goes. This is totally impromptu, by the way. All right, we'll see how it goes. Because I'm just going to throw him on speaker. Let's see if it works. Write those questions down, Tim. I got it. I wish we had better audio setup where I wouldn't just have to do a speaker. But this is what makes us a D-rate podcast. You called a C a few minutes ago. Oh, well, this, I know. That's where we we, down we've been downgraded. So Joe Pavelski's number is 715. No, I'm kidding. All right. Let's see. Let's see what he says. I'll turn it up. Okay. Okay. I'm so nervous. What if he doesn't answer? Can you hear that? It's Joe Pavelski there. You're on with John Scott. Dropping the gloves to John Scott. Hey, what's up? What's up, Pavs? How was it, buddy? It was good. It was good. It was uh, a little bit of everything, to be honest. But uh, obviously, being found there for as long as we were, it was uh, tough. But, um, you know, now that we're, we're here where we're at, we're looking forward to everything. Oh, you're super boring, Joe. Come on. Did you talk to uh I know, I know. what do you want? <laughs> did you talk to Jumbo or any any guys when you were leaving before you left or what'd you say? Um, I FaceTimed Jumbo and uh I FaceTimed him yesterday, I FaceTimed him a couple times throughout the whole thing and we talked to a few of the guys and 
everybody. It's, you know, that's just the business side of things. And, and you know, if he gets in, it's hard. We have such a good thing going. And we always had so much fun as you experienced. And, you know, that's the hardest part. You'll miss the guys. And I'm sure we're going to a great group. Um, going forward. But, man, the, the calls are funny. Um, you know, they're filled with a little bit of everything. And, um, uh, I don't know. He's great. He's been great throughout the whole process. And, I know. I, I always tell everyone, I, everyone's like, what was your favorite team you played for? What was it? Tell me. I'm like, listen, it was the Sharks. Even though we were bad that year, it was so fun just because all the guys were cool. We It was a disaster of a year with like McLennan and all that stuff and Dougie and the captaincy issue, but it was just a fun year. So yeah, you guys were always super cool. Yeah, we made the best, we made the best of that year, really. And it was, uh, you know, there was a lot of stuff going on. What a great not a great year, but just uh, you learn a lot in times like that. I know. We're in the finals. It's it's crazy. It's never that far away. Um, you know, so so many awesome memories for sure. So let's let you know. Let's move past San Jose. I've moved past it. You're already moved past it. How did you choose? So you, you told me your your two big choices were Tampa and Dallas. What was the? Did you visit those teams? Like, what's the? Do you talk to the GM or players there? What what did you go through for a big big ticket guy like you, Joe? Um, a lot of the same problems that you had, Big, I'm sure. Oh, but yeah. It was, uh, you know what? It was pretty cool when teams started calling. You know, every, a lot of teams were checking in, and we kind of, you know, when, when we had the first few teams that we kind of identified, Dallas was one of them, Tampa was one of them, Colorado, certain teams. There were, uh, you know, Minnesota calling, Chicago, you know, teams close to home, teams you watch growing up. Um, good teams, but for us, I think at the end, it, the biggest thing. If I was leaving San Jose, I wanted to, you know, still have a chance to win that I, I really saw and believed in, and you know, so you identified a few teams. Went down to Dallas, and then went down to Tampa on the visits. Wanted to see the city. Wanted to just spend a little bit of time with, uh, you know, the GMs and see the facilities and living. It was uh, both cities blew me away, really. Um, both GMs were great. Uh, you know, they did a tremendous job holding us. It was, it was tight. It was, uh, what a tough decision, man. I didn't think it was going to be, I knew it was going to be hard, but it was tough. You just didn't, you just never know if you're making the right decision. And you know what? Things work out in certain ways and just wrap your head around it nonstop. And my screen time went way up on my phone. I was actually, I was like, you have to be kidding me. They spent that much time on it. It was, uh, well, it's a huge. It's a huge family that? decision, right? Like, it's not just you. It's not just me. You know, obviously, they know I want to – we need some good hockey to play with because the game's great and it is better when you're winning. Um, but at the end of the day, everything's got to fit right. And, yeah, did the down, did the wife had any right. – did your wife had any say in it? I know your little guy, he's probably getting older. He's got tons of friends at school there in San Jose. But what did uh, how much of a factor were they in the decision? Um, yeah, they always come into the decision. Hey, we talk it out. What's the feel? How they feel? Can they see themselves here? You know, it's, it's, I mean, there's so many things that go into it in the field for it. Uh, it's a big part. We, we love the city in Dallas. We love the city in Tampa Bay and we couldn't go wrong with either team. Um, ended up going with Dallas to work it out. And yeah, she had a little say in it at the end of the day The, I mean, it's just hard to make one choice and we believe we made the right one and we're excited for it. I think you did too. It's so cool. I know I'm happy for you guys. Dallas, Dallas is a, what? 
Nate, Nate, my boy, is pumped. You're perfect is close by, and those guys are great. And, you know, that was his big say. He liked, he liked Dude Perfect, and, and <laughs> the, the youth hockey. We're there, we're, we're touring youth ranks and, and seeing all of that. And so, so it is a big, you know, we were really surprised how good the youth programs looked in both Tampa and Dallas. And, you know, so, so you take in those family considerations because we're on the road a lot. So you got to make sure all those boxes are checked off as well. Oh, it's huge. It's definitely huge. They're a big, big part of the decision. I know mine was. I, I got kids coming out of my ears. So anytime, even if I go to the store now, I have to ask my wife, I'm like, can I go for 10 minutes? Or I can't imagine now. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you started the show, right? I know. A free time. So uh, have you no, talked to the guys there, Ben or Sagan or the boys? Have you got a hold of them? Were they a part of the recruiting package? Yeah. Yeah. Jim was in town. Um, so I got to spend a little bit of time with him. Um, when we were there and then, uh, talked to a couple of them. Fish was a, you know, a good resource cause he played both in Tampa and Dallas and he was there and honest about this. And it was, I didn't have a, you know, a, a bad choice really. It was just where it was going, but it's great to hear from the guys and talk. It, it was the same way checking in and, um, but lo- love hearing from guys. It, it's a big part and, so now that you're there and you know the guys, I've noticed watching Dallas the last few years, they've lacked a little element of sandpaper toughness. Is there any way you could call up Jimmy Nill and give the old big a shout out? Because I still got <laughs> lots of legs left, Pavs. I'm telling you what. Come on, do hey, me a solid. I, you know, we tried to get you for the run at the end of the circuit. We, we wanted that. That was uh, that was something. That's why we brought in Hale. It's just another good, you know, tough guy. You know, adds that sandpaper element. Could score a goal or two when he's given the opportunity. You're still the only guy that I've seen score a goal and then try to get in a fight right after. I think that was uh, where were we, Washington? Yeah, <laughs> that was a nice goal too. Oh, jeez. All right, one more question. Who's the new captain in San Jose? Oh, that's tough, man. There's. Everybody talks about the leadership in San Jose, and you know they they talk that we did a good job and, and this or that. At the end of the day, it's such a group a group effort, and they got some good guys. I my bet would be probably Cooch. Maybe uh, you got Burnsy coming right there. He, he's he's been incredible the last few years. Those are, those are my my picks. I think. Yeah, I, I I told everyone there's not a lot of egos in that room. Everybody just wants to win, so it's not really a huge deal. So I I, you know, I agree. The best, the best thing about that, everyone, we brought in some big personalities, and it's fun to have big personalities in the room. That's why it's fun, and everybody just has a good time with the practice run games or something. You know, we enjoy it, and everybody's checking out the door when when we get going, and you know, so guys will step up. You know, those a couple of the young guys are going to have to take on a bigger role, and. You know, they've only made strides along the way. So I, I believe they're in a great position still. Yeah, I think they're going to win the Cup next year. That's what, I mean, no, I mean, Dallas. Dallas is going to win Dallas, the Cup. Right? So when's the next golf tournament? When's the next Pro-Am, Joe? Man, this thing has put a dent in my prep for the for the ACC championship out in Tahoe in a week and a half. So I got to get out there. It's, it's what an awesome week we're going out to Tahoe. When I, I'm out there, Sarah's not going to come this year. She's going to head down to Dallas and try to find a house and 
you know, keep that process moving because you've bounced around and this is the first time I've had to do it. I can't, can't imagine having to do this a bunch. Um, but so I think it's right around July 14th, probably 13th, 14th. And it's just, a, it's one of my favorite. It sounds good, buddy. Well, Hey, thanks for calling in Pabs. Appreciate it, buddy. And all the best. Uh, I'll talk to you. I'll FaceTime you soon. Me, you and, uh, Al Stalock. We'll get on a FaceTime. <laughs> oh, that'll be incredible. All right, Pabs. Have a good one, buddy. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Whoa! What do you think about the John podcast now? How'd you pull that one off? That was sick. I'm sweating. I'm so nervous. <laughs> that was cool. You got some nice information, inside information about what it's like to be courted by a, a team, a few teams yeah. out there and his family. Yeah. It's kind of cool. Yeah. We were the first media he talked to today. I know. Take that. Ooh. Mercury Media in San Jose. And I legit am sweating, though. So do you think how much of this is Pavs deciding to lead Tampa, uh, San Jose? Or do they tell him, listen, we don't have the room for you. We're going a, we're going a different way. How does I that think work? They told him it just wasn't going to work. Yeah. They're, they're going a different direction. I don't think San Jose was even in the running unless he would take a huge, huge hometown discount just because... He got seven million. If he takes seven million, you don't get Meyer, you don't resign LeBanc, you don't get to have the flexibility to kind of round out your roster with good players. So like we talked about for the two weeks prior, it was bound to happen. You had to get rid of somebody and he was a casualty. So yeah. It happens. Sounds like he's happy going to Dallas, which is a good spot for him. He gets to play with Sagan, Ben, good young defense who have a lot of good young puck movers. Radulov. Radulov is there. You got Klingberg. You have a couple other guys who can, you know, control the power play. And that's where he makes his money on the power play. He's tipping. He's screening. He's popping out for a one-timer from a nice pass from down low from Radulov or Sagan or Ben, whoever it may be. So Dallas is quietly, not really too quietly. but they And Perry a, now, too. They and Perry now, too. They lost yeah. Beza, but he really hadn't produced in the last few years. So not a bad spot for him. No. A good goal goaltender in Bishop. It's... Dallas is making a run. The West is not as strong as it used to be. The balance of power is sort of shifted East with the trades that have been made in the last month. And it's up for grabs. And I, I don't know. Good for him. Very, very cool to see. Talk to him. So we'll see what happens in the future, but I think that's a good deal for Dallas. I think you have to give him that third year, even though you don't want to, because he is 34, 33, 34, 35. You know, you have to pay him that money in that term just to get him. I, I, I'm i assuming he wanted three years from any team, so $7 million, that's a good chunk of change. Oh, my. Yeah. You can buy a lot of beard cream with that money. Holy <laughs> moly. Guacamole. So, Larry, anything else? I'm, like, blown away by that call. Tim, take it. I got to cool off a little bit. Holy moly. So let's All flip right. back to McDavid for a minute. We'll okay. finish, finish that thought. So we're talking about McDavid, um, how much they rely on him. He said something like 43% of his, their goals are he's got something to do with. Um, they have no secondary score, and they're kind of stuck in cap hell with, with the Lucci contract. There's a couple others. They released – so they got Mike Smith. Did you see that? I did see that. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I, it's, I, it's, yeah. A ter- it's a lateral move. They're, yeah. You know, it's – it's one of those things where their goaltending has never been their strength and it never will be Yep. just because they have so much money. And I don't think goaltending needs to be a high dollar amount position anymore. Every team that's won in the last few years have shown you don't need to have a big, big money goal. Bennington made what? Eight, 800 grand last yeah, year. Yeah, That's, that's an outlier though. Murray, when he won in Pittsburgh, those two years was yeah. making a million bucks. That's true. Like you don't need a guy making seven, $8 million to win the Stanley cup. You don't. 
you it's it's been shown you should take that money and add it to other spots. There's a lot of good goalies out there who can win you the cup. It's all about getting so, hot at the right time. It's all about yeah, and then playing good defense in front of that goalie. You don't need goalies to steal games anymore. You know? I think everybody pretty much plays the same system defensively. There's too much advanced stats and scouting. Like, you know how to play defense. It's not like it used to be where you just run and gun and maybe a goalie will stand on his head for a few games. That's just the game's changed. So you can you can get by with a goalie making $1.5, $2.5 million. That's, that's just the reality of it. And Edmonton's doing it. Calgary's doing it. Most of the good teams who are going to win the Cup, they don't have a big money number. And you think about goalie. all the best goalies in the league by name, like Lundqvist, Price, Bobrovsky, none of them have won a cup. Zero cups. Zero cups. Among those guys. Renee, yeah. zero. Yep. Bishop, zero. It's it's a trend. Vasilevsky. It's yeah. not a coincidence. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So, would you rather spend $7 million for a goalie or take $5 million of that and go get yourself a solid second-line winger or a first-line D-man? Yeah. You know, it's just, it's the way the game is changing. It always ebbs and flows. There's different trends. And now the trend is don't spend much money on the goalie. And the same thing is happening in the NFL with running backs. There used to be a trend for the work workhorse running back. Give him the ball every time that that guy gets 30 carries a game. Not anymore. Now it's a committee. The running back gets the ball, maybe 15, 20 touches a game. So I do multi-sports here, Tim. This isn't just all hockey. I didn't know that. Yeah. Basketball is nothing like Hockey or football because it's more of an individual sport. There's only five guys pretty much play the whole game, maybe seven guys. So you yep. can put your money in one guy and he can win you. Not not in football, not in hockey, baseball. I don't really care. So, anyways, Larry, any questions? Yeah. Oh yeah, he's ready. Uh, this is from Blake Anderson. John, are you better at cards than hockey? Yes, I would say so. I think I've spent more time playing cards than I have playing hockey. As scary as that sounds. By playing hockey, do you mean being on the ice for an NHL game? No, because that is not very high. <laughs> I think practicing and training, they're about really? the same. Yeah, I love playing cards. Like, you tell me where and when, I will be there. It is just so fun to me. It's so relaxing. I just, I get a kick out of it. I don't know why. I just, I, lo- I play cards with my kids. I do my best not to let them win. We play war. Yep. Mind you, and Crazy Eights. But and actually we play Go Fish too. So we play those three. They beat me at war consistently just because it's a complete chance game. There's no skill involved. But I, I beat them in Crazy Eights and Go Fish. Yeah. So yeah. Cool. Jamie no big deal. Anstley wants to know where does Datch fit in with the Hawks this season? Who's Datch? Okay. Doc. Who's Doc? Yeah, I don't know. I'm just reading the questions. Oh, the, the, the draft pick. Okay, sorry. I don't know the short form for all these guys. I don't know. Hopefully, gosh, their first two lines are so set. It's tough to figure out where where he fits in. I think you got to give him, give him a shot with Kane, right? Just to see if, well, if they yeah. can build any chemistry. They might catch fire. Yeah, you, ha- you, you have nine games for a draft pick yep. to, uh, to come before you burn a year on the contract and show what they can do. But I, I think... What are you pulling up here, Eric? Is he even on there? This kid. All right. Yeah, like their their top two lines are pretty solid. They have Kane, Taves. Now they got uh, Shaw coming back. You got Saad who needs minutes. You have Strom and Debrinkat and Perry. Like they have good, good forwards. So he would be a third or fourth line guy and he wouldn't get much minutes. 
do you want to waste his year off a contract playing third or fourth line minutes? I don't know. I honestly don't think so. Chicago was pretty smart with their draft picks. They don't rush them along too much. I envision him going back to juniors playing, get some seasoning, and then maybe we'll see him in a year or two. That's where I think he fits in. Yeah, I got a quick question here. So uh, Doug Wilson just let out a statement regarding Pavelski. Oh, was it about our podcast? No. Uh, Do you want to read it, though? Yeah. Here. Um, Whoa, that's a long statement. It said, um, seventh round draft pick in 2003, serving as captain, Joel B. Missed. He led by example. Unfortunately, a cap system is difficult. There's a reality. We couldn't find common ground. Joe has earned the right to become a free agent. We want to thank his wife, Sarah, son, Nate. Um, they will be always a part of a San Jose family. 13 years. Congratulations, Joe. That's a classy thing to do for a GM. Short and sweet. Short and sweet. You're not bitter about the situation. I don't think Doug wanted to sign him back. Well, he probably did, but he knew he couldn't afford him. I'm right. sure he threw out a number of $4 million or something like that. But So the Sharks fans shouldn't be mad at Joe for leaving. No, when he comes back to the tank this year, he'll get a standing ovation. He'll get a tribute on the board. It'll be all class of San Jose. Those fans are not, they're classy fans. Like they're when gonna, I go, they're going to be sad. When I go back there, they're going to give the big guy a nice standing ovation. So you're way. supposed to be for uh, game seven of the round six, and maybe you'll be opening night next year, opening the doors. Do they do the doors during the regular season? I don't even know. That wasn't even a thing when I played there. Yeah. So who knows? I'll be back in San Jose at some point. So let's do a little recap. Eric, can you get the top 10 list on the screen there? Let's see who's left. Panarin, gone. Bobrovsky, gone. Duchesne, gone. Pav's gone. Lee's still out there. Zooks, gone. Hansen, Gardner. Interesting. Jo- so Johansson's still out there. Gardner's still out there. Laner's still out there. Meyer signed. Where does Gardner end up? He is the top D-man on the market. Obviously, he's got some public issues with his Game 7. He's had back issues, so that's a little bit of a red flag. But arguably, he is... Well, not arguably. He's a top free agent D-man. He moves the puck incredibly well. He'll control your power play. He is a plus in the Corsi stats where he doesn't... He's not a liability on the defensive end. As much everyone likes to give him junk about he's not he's a good good d-man where does he end up where has he been linked to what have you heard timmy i haven't heard a ton i I don't think he's i mean i think back to toronto is still on the table but i I think at some point i mean the fans don't want him back so you don't bring him back right you you can't i don't think you bring him back just base because you have to pay marner you have to save some money for your rfas that are coming up I don't yeah. know. I would love to see Montreal make a run at him. Yeah. I think that would be a good fit. Keep it in the division. Get we a puck-moving D-man. We said they needed a left-handed shot. There he is. Yeah. I don't know if they can afford him at this point, but who knows? If, if they put Weiss and Alsner, throw them in the minors, free up some cap space, there's a spot available for him. And there was one other team that only had five D-men under contract. I can't remember who it was. But there is a market for him. And that, oh gosh, I have no idea where he's going to end up. It's so crazy. We have the same agent. I should text my agent, see where he's going to go. Larry's starting to sweat. Look at him. It's hot in here. It is getting hot in here. How do we take a break? We already did. I know. I need. I, I should have went pee when we took that break. That's why we took the break, John. I know. I didn't go pee when we took the break. We got 20 more minutes. 20 more minutes? Oh, my word. No, well, let's, you know what? I I wanted to share 
Because there's not many signings coming in, right? Not right now. I'll keep so, an eye on it. I was uh, I was either going to talk about all the bad money that has been spent, or I had a funny free agent story years ago. I I went to school in Houghton, Michigan, and there was a guy around town named Jeff Finger, a good hockey player, a little bit older than I was. So he was with the Avalanche when I was just finishing up school. I think I'd play pro for a few years. He was with the Avalanche. Excuse me, the Avalanche. So his free agency period came around. I think it was 2000. Gosh, I don't even know what year it was. Three, four, or even eight, nine. I can't remember what year it was. Toronto's GM was Cliff Fletcher. Jeff Finger had just finished with the Avalanche. He had a decent year. I think he scored seven points. Nothing crazy. But he was on the move. He was arguably a sought after six or 50 man. So Toronto's GM, July 1st, 12 PM sent Colorado avalanche a contract or sent, they had the same agent. So he sent this agent a contract and he wrote Jeff fingers name on it. Fingers saw this contract. It was four years, $14 million. And he was making league minimum before that, which was 500 grand. Maybe he was expecting to sign for a million dollars a year. And he saw this contract come through for 14 million for four years. So that's 3.5 a year. Yep. And he, his eyes bulge out of his head like a Looney Tunes cartoon, signs it right away. His agent's like, I had no idea this was going to happen. Signs it as soon as he gets it, sends it into the league. So that deal is done, complete. A couple hours later, the GM calls Jeff. They come to realize that the GM, Cliff Fletcher, made a huge mistake. He thought he was signing Kurt Sauer. But he wrote Jeff Finger on the contract for some reason. So he didn't do too much research or he was thinking about Jeff Finger when he was signing the contract. I don't know what happened in the war room in Toronto, but they completely messed up, sent the deal over to Finger, obviously signed it. They're, and they have this guy in their on their team now. They can't do anything. You can't just take backsies. Like, oh, I messed up. Sorry. That contract is in. And so Jeff has a $14 million contract, played two years with Toronto, scored something tiny, up. like probably like six or seven points per year. But it's just amazing that this kind of mistake. I just thought that was a funny story. I ran into him in Houghton one year. He, we were skating together in the summer. I was like, so what happened? He's like, yeah, they totally messed up. As soon as I saw that contract, I signed it right away because I was just completely blown away. He had one year where he had 23 points. Not bad. Not great. No, no. he did not. Yeah, he pull it up on the screen. Toronto. Jeff Finger. Where yeah, is 08, it? 0809. Six goals, 17 assists. Eric is having a hard time finding Jeff he's, Finger. He's done Hockey DB, Eric. Hockey DB. Dang it, Eric. If if we had, but still that's not worth. But if and, we had a an intern from Harvard, he would be two <laughs> steps ahead, not two steps back. So what do you have? He had twenty three points in Toronto. Where do you see twenty six, Tim? I said twenty three. Oh, twenty three. That's not great. It's not terrible. But it's not for, fourteen million. Yeah, not fourteen schmil good. Then he had ten points the next year. Then he sent him to the Marlies for the next two years, where he only played like twenty games. So he must have been a healthy scratch for a long time. Then he got sent down. But I talked to him in the summer, and he was like, "Hey, they they messed up big time." I, how is this not a bigger story? I feel like people need to know this story. Well, because it didn't get out. Because everyone just thought Toronto made a bad signing. No one knows that they completely messed up. That is so funny. Yeah, and poor Kurt Sauer. 
he was supposed to sign for 14 million. He ended up signing for four years, 7 million. Cause they had no money left. No, because he, he, well, he went and signed with a different team. And so he lost $7 million because of a GM's. I don't know if it was just a brain fart or what happened, but man, imagine hearing that story, Kurt Sowery, like, Oh, okay. So you, you cost me $7 million because of, just a, a complete lapse in just judgment or just a brain fart. It's crazy. It's crazy. The GM was Cliff Fletcher. Yeah, for Toronto. Hopefully Finger took him out for a nice steak dinner or something. Oh, my gosh. Bought him a house. Like, unbelievable. Oh, my, I got a new teach, a new tweet, or a new text. I'm like, I'm running hot right now. I need, I need to take a breath. How about a cold beer? Uh, okay, my wife just texted me. Yes, no. <laughs> oh, interesting point my wife is so she's really smart she said it's funny to think about how teams have to be careful to have a good reputation and treat players right otherwise nobody wants to go there which is very true teams get reputations around the league and when you're looking for teams to go to players avoid certain teams because you hear around the league like this team doesn't spend any money yep it's terrible to play there. They don't treat their players right. Their plane is awful. You don't get breakfast. You don't get lunch. You kind of, they, they just go half ASS on everything. So that is a good point. Daniel from Traverse City, good point. Because when I was in my free agency, free agency periods, I signed on July 1st four times. I signed on July 6th once. So I was pretty lucky with my signings. I would look at the teams who would contact my agent. And how it works is, okay. I'll tell you how, how the whole situation works. So your your agent kind of tests the waters the few weeks before free agency. And he'll call teams. Teams will contact him. Even though it's completely illegal, your agent can kind of test the waters. You know, what are you looking for? Would you be interested in John? And then he'll kind of pump my tires to teams and see how it goes. So teams will say yes or no. And then my agent will come back to me and say, Hey, listen, we have this team on the line. This team really wants you. This team kind of wants you. I think you're a good fit with this team. And then you slowly weed through all the BS and all the good ones and the bad ones, the pros and cons. And one of the big cons that always comes to the forefront is, is this team good for like a player? If I go, that's why players don't want to go to the devils. Maybe they've, they've obviously changed their ways or the Islanders or it seemed like Ottawa, or it seemed like, well, teams have changed, but when I was playing, those teams did not spend much money on their players. You would go there, and the room would be a junior room. You wouldn't have Gatorade, simple stuff like that. But then you would go to a team like Chicago. You could ask them for the strange, I need snake oil from China, and they would get you snake oil from China. I need tiger blood, and you would get it because they want their players to perform. And then that's a big, big part of, it, of being a player on a team. What does your plane look like? What kind of food do you get? Do you have breakfast for the players in the morning? That was a huge issue for me. When guys get up in the morning, you don't want to, first thing you do is make some eggs and toast and bacon. You want to get out of the house, go to the rink and have that stuff taken care of you. We're, we're, we're glorified babies in the NHL where we don't want to think or do anything. We want everything to happen just so we can focus on hockey. That's it. I don't want to get up and worry about, oh, I have to eat 700 to 1,000 calories for breakfast. How do I eat that much? I want to be able to go to the rink and say, hey, hey, uh, Gary, give me four eggs over easy with some toast, and I'm going to get myself hit up the fruit bar, and then you know I'm going to get a smoothie. 
that's awesome. Teams have that. Some teams don't. So that's a big factor that goes into it. What team that you didn't play for had the best reputation that you that you knew that was a good place to be? The Bruins. Nice. They had a great reputation. They treated their players great. They had a good organization. And I, as much as I don't like the Bruins just because you're a fan of them, <laughs> I always wanted to play for them. So it pains me to say that. But yeah. They always had a great rep- reputation. Vancouver had a great reputation. Who They took care of their players. They worried about every facet, the sleep, the calories, the this or that, because they were on the West Coast. They had to worry about the time change all the time, going east, going to the Midwest, going to the Central. So Vancouver had a good reputation. Teams like that. And, you know, those teams, yeah. they're successful for a reason. So it is what it is. So- Tyler Ennis signed with the Senators, 800 mil. He's a, he's a crafty 800 million. 800,000. A new record for Man, 700 years. It's a good thing we're almost done here. Holy, holy moly. Tyler Ennis. Breaking news. Woo! Devils Da-da-da. have signed Wayne Simmons. Woo! Yeah. Whoa. That is huge. One huge year, news. $5 million. Interesting. One year. It's a little strange. They are going to be an interesting team next year because Hall is up and now Simmons is up. Yeah. That's very strange. Huh. I don't know what, what to think of that. I, I know they're either. trying to find players. I would expect it a longer term, especially for Simmons. That's a weird deal for him to sign. Especially coming off some injuries, you think he'd try to get a little bit longer. A longer term deal. But yeah. I know they're trying to convince Hall to stay because he's been wavering in the public about if he wants to stay, if he wants to go, because he's the cornerstone of that team. Sure. So bringing in Simmons maybe appeases him a little bit. But man, only for one year. That's very, very, very strange. They don't have any big tickets coming up other than Hall's, and they have a ton of money to spend. So interesting. I wonder if there's more more contracts in the works for them or if they're trying to... I don't know what they're doing. That's a weird deal. Usually it is a you weird don't deal. See, you don't see one-year deals for guys like him. And he's not that old either. Especially when Ennis just signs for $800 million. It's <laughs> so weird. That's very strange. I don't I don't get it. But interesting. That that Good deal for the Devils. They've, I think, had the best offseason of any team. So far. They get yeah. PK. They get Simmons. They get the number Hughes. one overall pick. Yep. Hughes. Not a bad season for them. PK and Simmons and Hughes. Oh, my. Oh, my. He's 30. All Wayne right, Simmons. let's do a rundown. We'll do the grades. Eric, hit me with the signings. Oh, my gosh. Harvard, they would have already been up. They would have already been up. Michigan Tech. <laughs> Michigan Tech would have had it yesterday. That's all I'm saying. My alma mater, Michigan Tech Huskies. No big deal. Still waiting, Eric. That's on the screen here. Oh, I can't even read it. Okay. Carlson, grade it. Um, Are we doing letter grades here? Yes. No, we're going to do number grades. I grade him a six. No, obviously letter grades. Okay. (laughs) Dang it, Tim. It could have been zero to ten. I'm going to give that a B. B. Okay. I I agree. Good, good one. Zuccarello, Zooks. Now let's grade it for the player and the team. Is it good for the player? Is it good for the team? Great deal for the player. Great thing. I think that's good for both Minnesota Wild. I think the Zook signing good for the team, bad for the player. I think Zooks could have got that money, gone to a different team, and been more successful. So I think more successful the, meaning what? I think more successful team wise, potentially win a cup, stay with Dallas. You yeah. know what I mean? I think that's a little bit of an issue there. I think Minnesota hit it out of the park signing him because, from what I've heard from around the league, not many players wanted to go to Minnesota. Phil Kessel vetoed a trade to go there, just because. Minnesota's a great hockey town, but they're just so... We've already talked about it. Anyways, the bread man, Panera Bread, RTM, um, the Russian Rocket. 
I'm gonna. I'm not gonna call it an A for Panarin because the word is that he left money on the table to be with the to be with the Rangers. For who? Blue Jackets offered fourteen and a half a year. How year. bad do you dislike Tortorella if you're oh. turning down fourteen and a half million a year to take eleven and a half? Gosh. But he is, and then I don't like to stereotype people. Yes, I do. But Russians love the spotlight. <laughs> they love the fancy clothes. Yep. They love the feel of Louis Vuitton on their skin. You're going to find that in New York City. Right. You're going to find that on in Madison Square Garden. Yep. Columbus, more of a Carhartt kind of town, more of a, you know, workman type environment. And he wants to be in the show. He wants to be on Broadway, baby. I've been saying it for a while, Panarin to the Rangers, and I was right. You were you're so smart. You heard it here first. So I think that's an A for both, team and player. Sure. I don't care about the term. When you're getting into that range, 11 million, 14 million, you're rich. Yep. You're set for life. He's going to make $81 million. But in New York City, you whack that in half. 55% gets taken right off the top. So arguably, he's going back with $35 million. So, yeah. That's still a big chunk of change. Don't sure. get me wrong. But then you have to buy a condo. You think that's going to cost $5 million. Then you're going to have to buy a couple fancy cars and all the Louis Vuitton. I think he might go broke. I kind of feel bad for him. I feel bad for him. Well, well you know what? Let's get him on the pod. We'll, send, we'll set up a little uh, GoFundMe page for Panarin. There we go. <laughs> He's going to need it. He's gonna need, those Russians like to spend. They I do. played with plenty of Russians who had zero money coming in, and they're just spending it like it's going out of style. They love it. It's crazy. All they wear is Louis Vuitton and Gucci. And then if you show up, I used to show up in like Dockers and they go, what are you wearing? You disgust me, you Canadian pig. <laughs> I go, what? Get out of my face, Russian. Anyways, okay. Matthew Shane, Nashville. You don't love this signing for Nashville, right? Well, I don't think it moves the needle for him too much. It does a little bit, but I, I just don't think it makes them a Stanley Cup contender. But that has nothing to do with Duchesne. That's just more to do with the whole Nashville team. They are a top four Western Conference team, but I don't think that is going to win them the cup. Who's the cup winner right now? If you had to put a, you know, pin the tail on donkey, who's going to win the cup? I feel like you still got to say the Lightning, right? Do you? Yeah. I, I Did don't they know. win the cup I, this year? No. I can't believe you didn't even say the Bruins. Whoa. Door closing. No. Season over. Um... Dallas is going to be up there now. Dallas is definitely up there. San Jose's in the mix, I think, in the West. Yeah. A team no one has really talked about today. They haven't done much. The Calgary Flames, I think, will come out of the West next year. I think they have a great team. They need to figure out the goalie situation. So they just swap goalies with. Uh, they Edmonton. did a goalie swap. Yep. But they need, if their goaltending situation, if Richie or whoever you pronounce his name plays decent doesn't have to play great just plays decent i think they make a run they need to trade tj brody i think just to kind of i think brody is he's a good defenseman giordano props him up a little bit but trade brody get a good forward re-sign kachuk and get a decent manageable goalie to come behind uh right richie whatever how about, about lundquist well now the rangers are going for it yeah. They got Panarin. So Lundqvist won't uh, waive his no trade clause. That's going to be a fun team to play for. Yeah, I guess you're right. So I don't think he's going anywhere. Because there's, who are the, fr Leonard is the only really goalie on the market now. And then there's um, Varlamov. 
who's out there in McElhaney. There's some good goalies that are out there. But McElhaney signed somewhere. He did? Yeah. Good for him. I thought he was going to go to Calgary. Or Edmonton, Should I should say. So, anyways, Calgary is my pick coming out of the West. I like the Duchesne signing just because it makes sense for them. They get another scoring forward, which they need. I just don't think it pushes them over the edge. Tyler Myers, good deal for both player and team. Vancouver is another good team that will be really good in two to three years. I don't think next year is their year. Sergei Bobrovsky, I don't know. Florida had so much money. I know they needed the goalie. Like we said, you can't invest $10 million for a goalie. That's a lot of money. Yeah, but they, I mean, their forward, their forwards are so good. They have such depth there. I know. And they needed a goalie. They got that. They still probably need a stud defenseman. Ekblad hasn't probably progressed as quickly as they'd like him to. He's still good. He's still um, a great, great player. Yeah. I think he's right where he wants to be. He's not a, like a goal, goal scoring, you know, point of game type of guy, but he's a good, good defenseman. He moves the puck. Plays a simple game, but ten million dollars is a lot for goalie. Hopefully, he plays well. He's not exactly a spring chicken anymore. So, once you get into that third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh year, Bobrovsky's going to be thirty-five, thirty-six, thirty-seven. Like that's a lot of money to commit to a goalie for that long. Pavelski, we already talked about it. He called in, didn't he? He did. Joe Pavelski. He called into the podcast. How cool is that? Good friend of yours. Dropping the gloves with John Scott. We are just breaking barriers. It's unbelievable. You were the first one to say it's official. My first one. And you were the first media you talked to. That's pretty good. Not I a need bad to, day at the office. And here. I might have here talk, at Web Canopy I Studio. I might have talked myself into a job with Dallas. I think you did. Every guy I talk to, I just say, get me a job. Talk to your GM. <laughs> Make it happen. I'll call, I'll play the AHL team. Just give me a million bucks. What about that working in the front office somewhere? Never. Don't don't think so. No. No. Colorado Avalanche. Let's finish on them. Because I think our Larry, how long are we going for today? Oh, uh, we said two hours, so whenever you're ready, we can call it. All right, let's just – I wanted to touch on Colorado because going into this, I thought they were the team that could be the most active. They had a lot of money to spend, and they had a great postseason. They missed out on the Western Conference Final by one botched offside call, and they have such a good young core. I love that team. They Who did they just sign? They just signed Nyquist, right? No, Donskoy. Oh, Donskoy. Yeah. Good signing. He'll be a good th- third. They got Pierre Edward Belmar from Philly. That's a good deal for them. Donskoy. So they haven't been too active, but they're a team to watch. They have a good, good forward crew. McKinnon just keeps getting better every year. He's a top five player now. Yeah. Rantanen, Landeskog. Like they have good players on their team. So I don't know. They're an interesting, interesting team to watch. I think in the next, even this year. They're going to be a sleeper team. What's that? $30 million to spend. So they have money to spend. They're st- and their team is already stacked. So we'll see what happens with them. They, they have holes that they need to fill in the bottom six. They picked up Burakovsky over the weekend from, yeah. from Capitals. Yeah, Burakovsky, who's a good, good forward. Put him with Donskoy. That's already a good second line. Better than the one they had last year. So, I don't know. Keep an eye on Colorado. I think they will surprise even more teams this year. They're a good team. Anyways, I got to go potty. It's been a good two hours. I think it was a success. Thank you for checking in, dropping the gloves with John Scott. Anything else, Larry? Yeah, and a thank you to our guys at uh, Gloves Off Hockey real quick. Yeah, Gloves Off Hockey. I really appreciate letting us use your Facebook page. It's such a huge, great pairing. Gloves Off, Dropping the Gloves. Right. You can't beat it. So check them out, Gloves Off Hockey. Check out Dropping the Gloves with John Scott. And uh, thank you, everybody. Cheers. Cheers.